your video quality is shit. Yeah. <laughs> Take that, my dad. <laughs> Elite book. And welcome. Hello. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, it feels weird. We've been we've been away for a little while now. Yeah, been busy. Not gonna lie. Yeah, I feel you there. I feel you there. October yeah. is never a fun time. Or you're not even in but, school. You're just yeah. I'm not working. in school. I'm I'm just working that nine to five, but it's very far away. So that's just why it's taking all my time. Yeah, that's fair. The three hours of commute a day. It's it's not a it's not a good time. So. Talking about being away for a while and getting out of the schedule, because yeah. as some people might have noticed, these generally come up every two weeks. But as we're recording today, it's been about two weeks since the last one went up, and I can't edit this in like a day. That's just that just ain't happening, Chief. What? It's, it's, it's gonna be like another week, but <laughs> yeah, but uh... which you're gonna be like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, for about a week. You'll understand once this is released. Exactly. We're going to fill you in right now. Or I guess we just did. So you're yeah. welcome. It's People. exactly what you thought. <laughs> it is. It is difficult. I would say it's it's way easier to record these when I'm at school than when I'm at work. For school, even though you might be busy, like as in you have lots of tasks you need to do, you can do them whenever the hell you want for mm -hmm. the most part, unless you have like eight hours of class a day or some shit. You can pretty much do stuff like whatever time of day you want so it's pretty easy to carve out like an hour and a half two hours to just chat for for a long time and do a podcast but during work like i can't i mean i probably could do it at work to be honest <laughs> yeah but uh that would be frowned upon <laughs> possibly um, so yeah today i kind of wanted to talk about how to get back into the swing of things not just for the, our podcast but obviously for our podcast as well because that would be yeah. good but for habits in general because i've been finding that i've been going through a real stressful time that happens every time there's a lot of tests at once where all of my habits that i've spent so much time building up just completely fall apart i feel like, you i'm just barely able to move i just just too stressed so yeah i want to talk about how you can recover from those periods because yeah. like the thing is with habits you're always going to go through bad periods where you can't or where you fall off the wagon a little bit you lose some of them it's all yeah it seems to really be about how you get back on the wagon and get back into the swing of things i, I totally feel that because you know i mean you could just make yourself a complete robot who sticks to their routine 100 mm percent -hmm. but like What's the point of even having the routine then if you don't get to enjoy the benefits, you know? Oh, you're, you're <laughs> kind of saying that the routine needs to be flexible and fit to what, your schedule, what you're what you're feeling right now kind of thing? Well, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just think for stuff like if you have like a, a schoolwork regimen where you do like, I don't know, so many hours this night, so many hours this night, and then let's say you have an exercise regimen where you do so many hours this day, whatever. And then, like, you know, stuff comes up sometimes. There'll be, like, this event you want to go to or, like, this family thing or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, like, you got to still live your life, you know? It's important to be able to put a temporary pause on stuff or just, like, work around it. Like, maybe do it just in a different way or at a different time or place than you're used to. But still, like, still keep it up, not just be, like, 
oh, I stopped it for like for like two days, so now it's just done. Or like I stopped it for like a week, so now I may as well just like not do it at all. Yeah, it's important to work in some flexibility and some vacations from your routines. Take some breaks yeah. every now and then. Yeah. And then be able to get right back into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like what's when you when you were thinking of this of this topic of the podcast, what's what's the thing that you were thinking of most that you were like, Oh yeah, that's the routine that I'm like getting back into right now, but it's like difficult. So there are a few different things. I'd say one of the things at the top of the list is exercise. Like I've barely moved for the past like three weeks, like regularly just <laughs> sitting in my chair, like like getting up, sitting spot. in my chair. Yeah, actually in this exact spot <laughs> and then going to sleep after like 16 hours or 20 hours or however long. Yeah. So that preferably that hasn't 16. been good. Yeah. Yeah. Very much preferably. But mm-hmm. sometimes that just doesn't happen when you don't move or eat very well or yeah. go outside. <laughs> or yeah any of those things that help with sleep yeah i i I totally get that too for for me i never really have the the issue of of not exercising at all okay because if i don't like if i don't move for like an hour or two i'm just like going crazy Mm -hmm. like i'm like ah i have to move around like my brain like doesn't work i i never have the problem of like not moving because i'm just like ah (laughs) <laughs> but uh, I must move for right now. I'm getting back into running Okay. and like back into it, like more seriously in high school. I, every like grade nine to 12, I did track and cross country like every year Yeah. in yeah. the spring and the fall. And so I was running all the time. And then in university, like specifically second year, I was like, you know what, bro, let's get big. So I would still like bike sometimes for cardio. Yeah. But I mainly just like lifted like five, six days a week. And okay. then uh, in like February, in like January or February, I was like, you know what? I feel like just going for a run. And so I went for a run. And after like 10 minutes, I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's rough. Yeah. Like when I was like 16 or, or when I was 17, I think I was 17. I ran a marathon. And then here, I, like a year and a half later, I was like half in after running like couple kilometers maybe so i was like holy i want to get back in it so i started the running more seriously and now i'm like getting definitely back into it that's nice how did you manage to get back into it did you kind of start small like short runs and start working your way up kind of thing well i just kind of remembered why i liked running in the first place which i think can go for for every sort of routine thing that you're trying to get back into you know, I, I did like 10 minutes and that was kind of discouraging because I'm like, ah, I can't even run anymore. Like, what's the, I'm like, that sucks. But then a couple of days later, I was just like, it's a nice day and I want to go outside, but like my bike's broken. So I just went for a nice like 5k or whatever, just in the woods. And I'm like, wow, that shit was nice. <laughs> That's why I enjoyed running. Cause you're like, you get to see stuff at a faster rate get to see more stuff than you would if you just walked for the same amount of time um and like you get like the rush you know you get the runners endorphins uh <laughs> it's true you i've never heard the faster. argument you, running is good because you see stuff faster than yeah you, you do if you're like oh, i want to run in the woods but the woods are 10 minutes walk away just run 
It's like four minutes run away. Look, Evan, uh, that's nice and all, but really, you should take a plane. Yeah. <laughs> so much shit from up there. True. It's too fast. Okay, so I'm fast. Stopping running now. Yeah. Just fly everywhere. Shouldn't have told me that. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, for, it's just like getting back into why you love it. So now, so now I'm going for like runs probably 20, 25 minutes, about four times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like three or four times a week, I'll go for like 20 or 25 minute runs and then do track intervals uh, either Saturday or Sunday. Like the routine doesn't just go away when you stop doing it. Like it felt like it did. It felt like running all those years, like didn't stay with me at all. But then like the third or fourth run I went on in like a, maybe a 10 day span when I was just like getting back into my body was getting used to running regularly yeah I was like oh shit I ran this course like I like I ran for 20 minutes one day and what Mm -hmm. I did was I managed to run from my work to like a playground somewhere and then it was 10 minutes on my watch so I turned back around and that was 10 minutes and then that same run like two days later I I shaved off like four minutes oh and I was like holy that feels good that's a drastic improvement, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But uh, like once it, once your body's like, oh, this is a regular thing you're doing, then it's like uh, it adapts. It gets fast. easier. Yeah, and you can even say the same for like studying, like because your brain is a part of your body. Yeah, yeah. So if you're like reading, I, I I find this is from my willpower. Like if I like go through a couple of days where I'm just like instead of I'm like opening my computer to do work, but then I just browse Reddit for mm-hmm. like two hours and i'm like shit i learned about yeah. so many things but not about what i was meaning to learn about it's the same as willpower like if for like the first time you're just like oh that would be really cool if i looked that up i want to look that up and so you open another tab and if you're just like nah and close it and keep working instead you'll be distracted for like two minutes but then you get back into it and it'll go away and then you'll get you'll get distracted less frequently and like it'll be easier to resist those distractions the more you train your brain and body okay yeah i think those are a few good points first off that you have to you have to remember why it is that this is a good habit why you want to do it because you don't want to be just throwing in habits willy-nilly because i don't know someone told you to someone like us yeah maybe i don't know yeah (laughs) everyone here run 20 kilometers every day (laughs) it's for your health yeah, it's for for your health, John C. Riley, for your health. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think that's that's definitely good because if you can get if you can get past that mental aspect of it, then it becomes a whole lot easier. Though I am mm-hmm. still curious about the mechanics. You said you just kind of started running just regularly, like a twenty minute. Yeah, that's how you build? Yeah, I was again. just like like when I was big into running, I would measure by distance okay. and be like, I want to hit this time. But now I'm just like. Well, when I started again, now I'm doing distance again, but when I started getting into it again, I was like, just run for 20 minutes. If you get 100 meters, it doesn't matter. Just run for 20 minutes as fast as you want. Give yourself a little bit of a longer leash. (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. You're not just going to be, you're not just going to be running a marathon again, two weeks after you pick up running for the second time. (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely not. I think that's, that's definitely another good point that mm-hmm. hey you have to realize you're starting over again give yourself quite a bit of slack and that yeah. be if you just show up every every day or every other day or however often you need to just by showing up you're getting better 
Yeah. Just by doing literally anything, it's an improvement. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's better to to go to the gym and do one set of an exercise and then leave than to just sit on the couch the whole time because then I, or like it's better to it's better to study for 20 minutes and do like one question on an assignment than do like then do absolutely nothing and yeah. just be like ah, i'm not in the zone Definitely. because then you're 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 training yourself to to at least like make yourself work you know yeah no that's i definitely agree with that that's basically what i do with the gym is just go in for like 10 minutes run for a bit get a little bit of calisthenics done and then leave yeah the workout lasts like maybe 10 15 minutes but yeah it's better than nothing exactly i find that if i can do that consistency it has a pretty drastic effect just on my overall mood how i'm feeling yeah which is neat that's probably one of the reasons why i can't like be still for so long when i I spent like a few days like not running or lifting or doing anything i was just like super depressed and just like ah like not like clinically depressed but just like sad boy and then i just went for a run at lunch for like 25 minutes and then i got back and i'm like man those aren't even problems (laughs) like it's not even that big of a deal another point that i have that I have struggled with sometimes is not to get into your head too much or overthink it because I'll do things like do a little bit of research and say, okay, this exercise isn't optimal or that one isn't the optimal way to do it, but there's this one, but this has problems with it or there's that one, but it has disadvantages to it. Everything has some sort of disadvantage. So we just won't do anything. And that's, that's the wrong answer. (laughs) It's better to do something than to do nothing. That's yeah. It's an important point that's, to make. That's a very yeah. It's a very good way to put it. It's like, uh, I don't want to run because it's bad for my knees. I don't want to. I don't want to lift because I'll, I'll I'll injure myself and get a herniated disc. And I, I don't want to swim because the chlorine will dry out my skin. I'll just <laughs> yeah. I'll just do nothing. <laughs> it's best to just stay home yeah. and do nothing. That's that's the optimal way to do it. I don't want to study this because we got this coming up and like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to, I don't want to read this because like, oh, I want to do it at this day. Like, ah, just do something, man. Exactly. Just like how you said that once you get into it, be it exercise or studying, you just get used to it. You just get into that zone. I find that yeah. it's the exact same way with doing nothing or sitting around or yeah. watching things is that, the more you do it, the more you're likely to keep doing it. You just get into that zone of doing nothing, being distracted, and you're just going to keep on doing it. So you just have to start taking a couple steps every now and then, do a little bit of exercise, like five, 10 minutes, make some decent food every now and then. Just start getting yeah. small steps, small things. Because even if, like, like the, way our, the way our bodies work is they, like, our bodies and brains adapt to, to what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you have a period of time where you're just sitting around watching TV all day, mm-hmm. then that's what your your body's going to get used to. And that's like, that's just the way they worked. Cause that's, it's the same reason why if you lift every day, you'll get stronger, you know, yeah, yeah. your body just adapts to the demands on it. And if there are none, if you're just like sitting and chilling and not like doing any work or anything, then your body and brain will just, adapt to it and 
try to make themselves more comfortable in just sitting and chilling, you know? Yeah. So. Slight side tangent, but you know what yeah. the worst part that I find is about like watching TV all day or I, I'll do this as well with like YouTube or some kind of video game? All right, I do that with YouTube, but not. I find that the worst part is that I'm usually doing it because I'm putting off something. I've got something mm-hmm. else that I want to be doing and I just put it off. And then I spend the entire day just engrossed in whatever content it is that I'm consuming at that point and just yeah. not thinking about it, putting off. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, now I'm back in the exact same situation as before. I <laughs> have, I've made absolutely no progress. I just now have less time. Like a day yeah. less time. Yeah. And I just get more stressed. That's kind of the same with me, except I interpret it in a different way. For like for okay. it works differently for me. The way it works for me is um I'll like have a thing. Let's say I have to let's say I have to mow the lawn. Yeah. Or rake some leaves. Let's say I have to mow the lawn. And um I'm like oh, I don't want to do that right now. I'm kinda I just don't feel like it. I'll just lay down and watch a few YouTube videos first. I have to do it before four, but it's like it's like two. I got time. And then I'm laying down watching YouTube. But the whole time, I'm not even enjoying YouTube because I'm just like watching the clock, thinking when the last possible moment is yeah. that I could do it. Um, and I do that all the time to myself. Like, So I don't even enjoy the distraction I'm doing because I'm just like worried that I'm like about the thing I have to do and just thinking about the thing I have to do, but I'm still just like sitting there. So I'll just like waste hours like that, like not even enjoying it. But then on the times when I'm like, nah, you should just do it. Cause you won't even enjoy the thing you're going to do. And I do it. And then I like do whatever thing I wanted to do after like YouTube or whatever. I enjoy it so much more. Cause I'm like, ah, I can just chill here and just watch it. at 50 minute video. I don't care. I'll watch it. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's that sounds like how a lot of people talk about alcohol or drugs. You should. <laughs> hey, don't at me. <laughs> you you should use it when you're having a good time, not to have a good time. Yeah, no, I totally get that actually with yeah. alcohol. If I'm like all stressed out and my friends are like, ah, just come drink with us or whatever, just go to the bar, and then I do. I have a a less good time than the times when I'm just feeling good. And I'm just like, oh, let's just let's just go to the bar because why not? It's a fun time. And you you aren't like, oh, I want to get stress relief. You're just like, I'm just having a good time. Let's go. And then you have a great time. And you don't even need the alcohol. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so much better. You don't need drugs, kiddos. On that point, I I've never been like actually addicted to anything, but I find that stuff like YouTube can feel like an addiction at times oh 100 percent. like i'm sitting there thinking i don't even want to watch any of this stuff i've run out of good stuff to watch a long time ago but i just keep on compulsively go continuing and watching more. well stuff. it is it is it, yeah. it does work i believe largely the same way because you're just trying to invoke a feeling yeah yeah exactly. or a state of being that that is desirable like for watching youtube let's say you're often super relaxed when you watch youtube so if you want to relax you just go into the state of just yeah. like okay well my my state of relaxing is just go lay down on the couch 
have my phone and watch YouTube, even mm -hmm. if it's not even like interesting. Yeah. So that's just like when you want to relax, that's the place you go to, even if mm. you don't, don't have something you particularly want to watch. That's actually a very good explanation that mm -hmm. you're after the the emotion that you usually associate with this action. Yeah. yeah. Emotion or feeling or state of mind, whether it's like relaxation yeah. or relief or whatever. That's that's to do with a lot of stuff. Like same with like why people go out like get unhealthy because of food. Let's say they sugar makes them feel a certain way or have a certain state of mind after eating it. Um and that's desirable. So they they indulge like a lot. And then yeah, it's that's why people get like addicted to food or addicted to the internet or stuff like that. Cuz it's probably not just the actual enjoyment of the thing. Yeah. That is that insane. Like I guess you you can call it enjoyment of the thing. Mhm. Mm but it's it's more just like how you want the thing to change you. Yeah, that's definitely how it ends up being all of the time. Mm -hmm. Would is is sugar considered like a psychological addiction or would that be more of a chemical addiction? I think that's just the same as being addicted to the internet where you'll never have like withdrawal or anything. It's just like a habitual. I, I think you can have some withdrawal symptoms. Kind of like, I think similar to like a coffee, you'll get really bad headaches, mood uh -huh, swings, okay. that kind of stuff. So I think yeah, it, it's surprising. mild, it's mild, but there is still some, I believe. Mm -hmm. Like I've seen some people try and do some like no sugar challenge type things and they usually have some symptoms that go with it. Can you Nothing too bad. Can you do fruit? <laughs> I'm not actually sure. It probably depends. Because that would be easy as hell if you could do fruit. <laughs> yeah. Like just for, for so me sweet. personally. Yeah. Yeah. For me personally, because I don't eat a lot of like, I don't mock like cupcakes or cookies or anything usually in my day, yeah, but I do yeah. eat like a pound of fruit. So fair. Some days I'll have like five bananas or something like that. Yeah. Ooh. So good. See, I, I used to do that when I was like, I don't know, 10, Yeah. maybe 10 or 11. I was 10 or 11. I would have, I think on average, like four bananas a day, but I was getting these really bad headaches Yeah, and it was just like most days. And one of my friend's dads said, oh, he used to get that, but then he stopped eating so many bananas because it was something in it. And um, that stopped the headaches. And then I tried it and limit myself to only two a day and it actually went away. And I don't know if that's coincidental, if there was some other parallel with it, or if it was actually the bananas. But now to this day, I still just like try to limit myself to no more than two a day, <laughs> just in case. Now you've got me thinking, are my headaches associated with high banana consumption? <laughs> it's hard to tell. Those are most days. <laughs> I mean, from the the well the well established source of my friend's dad. <laughs> <laughs> bananas Maybe. directly cause headaches yeah banana consumption is directly proportionate to headache amounts that makes <laughs> sense yeah if you have no bananas ever you'll never get a headache we've Amazing. done it lads we cured headache yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i don't know i would take that with a grain of salt i would at least look for another reference to that but i'd take that with a bag of salt but yeah to each his own <laughs> yeah um I just, that's just sort of my habit now to not have more than two. Because two is also a lot of bananas to have in a day. Yeah. In North America. Those tiny Asian Thai bananas. Oh, fair. You can yeah. have 10, but, you know. 
cashews. I've mocked a huge amount of cashews at one time just because you're super hungry and they're just like a salty thing inside of a jar. So you're just like, oh man, I can't handle very many cashews at one time. I don't need more. Half a handful and then I have to stop because I'm just like, nah, I'm done with this now. When I I was a teenager, I was mocking. I mean, I, I still am a teenager, but when I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A younger teenager. Yeah. Jeez. I don't feel like a teenager at all. Yeah, I I know what you mean. But when you turn 20, it does hit you. Actually, no, it depends on the time. Because when I'm at work or taking public transit to and from work, I'm like fucking 50 years old right now, my dude. But then (laughs) last night, I like was biking around listening to um uh, an album by a very good uh, australian alternative band and just like biking through dark parks and listening to this this alternative music with like a black hoodie on and my hair is kind of long and i'm like i feel i feel like a teenager right now and then after i like went and picked up a friend and got some uh, like delicio pizza in the oven and i'm like yeah i definitely feel like a teenager right now that's fair yeah mm-hmm. though it is still like once you're at completely technically not a teenager it's like whoa an adult everywhere out. yeah exactly it's crazy man you youngins mm-hmm. you just don't understand i know i'm not i don't want to understand <laughs> one thing that i wanted to ask you was how do you eat healthily on a consistent basis because I find that cooking just just doesn't happen sometimes. And then I just don't have food, which is not good. For me, it's just like a combination of stuff. My parents like always made sure that when I was younger, like from baby to being able to prepare my own food to any capacity, mm-hmm. um, like all we had in the house was just like fairly healthy food. Okay. Yeah. So I wouldn't get in the habit of just like like so my tastes I guess would gravitate towards healthier food, mm-hmm. but mostly it's just it's just habit. Okay. Um, because if you if you just eat if you don't eat like super salty or super deep fried or super sweet anything for like a long time you just won't crave it. It's all, it's all habitual. Like for me, like. It's also it's also kind of easy because if I don't get enough fiber, I just get constipated. So <laughs> okay, that'll do it. <laughs> so it's like it's a bad association if it's just like unhealthy food. I'm like, uh, it's not that yummy. <laughs> okay, follow up question: Just cooking in general, how do you do it regularly? Because I find that my problem it's not usually that the stuff's unhealthy; it's that I just don't make food at all, mm. and then I either have to buy food or starve and yeah i don't love either honestly sometimes i just like a lot of the time i love cooking yeah like it's kind of like my creative outlet i would say Hmm. is cooking like i started when i was a vegetarian because none of my family were Mm -hmm. i was like 15 i think when i started being vegetarian yeah okay um and so they would just be having like chicken stir fry for dinner and i would need to make something else and i, I didn't want it to be bad <laughs> so Fair. i had to cook so yeah i i got to know how to use sauces and spices and stuff to 
make it not taste like I was just eating raw tofu for every meal. <laughs> so that that helped a lot. That way, learn how yeah. to use spices hmm. and salt. And one way you can do that is just look up recipes and just cook them. Okay. Because I find cooking itself isn't hard for most dishes. Because you just you could there's the recipes tell you exactly how to do it pretty much if it's a thorough recipe. You say that, but it's always complex. <laughs> well, like let's say you want to make like chili. Sure. Like uh, like none of the the processes are super complicated. Just put some onions and garlic and some olive oil in a pot, and then brown like put a little color. Put some some beef in, brown the beef, put some tomatoes in so it fills the top, and then just let it simmer for a bit. Put some beans in, let it keep simmering. Put some salt and cayenne, cumin, all that sort of stuff, and it'll lay, it'll lay it out in recipes. Um. But just just try stuff. Like if there's something you really like to eat, just try to make it. Hmm. Like something you that don't normally sense. make. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think I went to a restaurant and was like, yo, that tofu stir fry from that Chinese restaurant was fire. How do you make that? And then I look it up. I'm like, oh okay, but these spices, these vegetables, you cook it in oil for like this long or whatever. Cut it this way. And then I tried to make it and eventually I got better at it. And so then you can sort of freestyle once you have a few recipes under your belt and sort of know how to make it, which, you know, for especially for stuff like stir fries or stews or whatever, super easy to do. That makes sense. Yeah. Once you actually understand what all the ingredients are, or like you said, what all the spices are, it must like yeah. start to make sense. You just need to play around and okay. not be afraid to make something that is gross. <laughs> yeah. So that's how I started just out of necessity. There. That that makes sense. That will do it. Yeah, it seems yeah. like once if you actually know how to cook, it would be good. But I always find the cooking is a high pressure operation. Like there's like always a dozen steps, like freaking 20 ingredients they got to throw together. There are uh-huh. alarms going off left and right. Like I, I've gotten the HelloFresh orders a couple times and they're all like, yeah, this takes like 30 minutes to make. I'm still there like an hour and a half <laughs> later trying to finish it up, <laughs> figure out what oh, the hell's yeah. going on. A lot of that's probably like chopping and whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then I have no <laughs> idea what any of the spices do, like yeah. at all. One thing I would start with, one super easy meal to go with is put some rice in the rice cooker. Yeah. Put some vegetables on top to steam. Okay. And then just put a little oil, garlic, and onion in a pan okay and put some meat in and okay. cook the meat like that just stir it around until it's cooked or like saute it if you want mm-hmm. and then there's your meal that does sound fairly easy yeah yeah you throw need some like, salt and pepper on there too do you need like one of those steaming bowl things or um, just throw the vegetables in with the rice <laughs> uh depends on the vegetable if it's like beans like kidney beans and stuff that's a you can, vegetable or like, yeah i guess so oh, actually yeah right. it's sort of in between but like um i have a steaming basket on top of mine okay. on top of my rice cooker so it makes it super easy because then it's just like chop some carrots and parsnips let's say yeah put it on top and so when the rice is cooked my vegetables are also cooked so all i need to do is make some sort of meat or beans or something okay so yeah so then you just throw in a little bit of oil put whatever 
like usually stuff like ginger garlic and onion okay. add a lot of good flavor just and like an olive see- oil or something or yeah if you're cooking it on high heat i wouldn't use olive oil but if you're cooking it medium heat olive oil is pretty good okay um and then just cut your meat pretty small okay and just wait till it's cooked if you don't know if it's cooked just cut it open yeah and see if it's the same color hmm. uh and then there you go that's a whole meal i think that's the first thing i learned to cook makes sense like as, pretty uh, as like a proper meal makes sense yeah mm-hmm. i guess this cooking thing follows the same advice we gave at the beginning just show up regularly <laughs> and do it start small yeah. but be consistent yeah and then you learn to cook yeah one thing i find that works the same way for me is reading like that like reading for pleasure oh yeah how so it's the same like brain training because I uh, there are some books I want to read, but because I now at this point in my life, I'm either reading for school or reading for work. Mm-hmm. So you don't always feel inclined, but I, I just hold myself to like at least one chapter a day. Okay. And then past the first page or so, it's like easy to keep going because you're just, if you got a good book anyway. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> um, But uh it's just yeah holding yourself to like a minimum it doesn't matter or to like to doing it every day it doesn't matter if it's like one chapter which in this book i'm reading is only like six pages because usually i'll do like three or four just because it gets interesting but uh you know it keeps you if you were like oh i want to do four chapters a day (laughs) that's like some days you just wouldn't want to or it would be too busy so then you just give up and be like nah i'm just not gonna read yeah, no, I think you're very right there that mm-hmm. for all of these things we've been talking about, too, you should set up like a minimum viable product almost. Yeah. Like with that, just do the reading like with what I was saying with uh, exercise, I usually run like a kilometer. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, OK, this is technically done. If you want to do then more, then fine. Cool. Do it. Yeah, but... exactly. If you're like really feeling yourself and you're like, yo, I'm so fast right now or something yeah. and you want to do more then you're not stopping yourself obviously or like if you got that real good book keep going unless you need to get to bed and it's been like five hours Ooh, at 12 year old me <laughs> at current me sometimes to be honest yeah. that's not Man. me with books as much anymore but i wish <laughs> and i just got through the mistborn trilogy it's mistborn yeah what's that about it's uh it's by brandon sanderson He's generally a fantasy or sci-fi writer. The The idea is that there's been this uh, tyrant that's been ruling over the whole world for like the past thousand years. And one of the things is there's this kind of magic in the world that comes from metals. So people like make these solutions with different metals in them and then ingest them. And then they're Ew. able to, Whoa. they describe it as burn the metals to do weird things like pull like metal objects to them or push them away which also works in like catapulting the person away if the object's bigger than them or like that's some that's some alchemy shit yeah or like soothe or riot a person's emotions or a few other things that's interesting yeah yeah it's pretty cool and brandon sanderson is is top notch when it comes to fantasy what's he written have you heard of the steelheart which was about... Oh, um, I've heard of that one. Yeah. It's about uh, 
this land like filled with superheroes basically that all appeared after a comet appeared in the sky but for some reason all of the superheroes just do horrible shit and have essentially taken over and it's the adventures of a group of people trying to trying to murder them basically (laughs) nice yeah it's it's pretty sick it's just them plotting how to kill superheroes as normal people the book the book i've uh, heard of by him yeah like the i think the big one you're talking about is um oathbringer yes that that series that's what i'm trying to think of the name of it i think mm. oathbringer is the third one right maybe i don't know i haven't read it the stormlight archive yes it's got the way of kings words of radiance what is this edge dancer and oathbringer oh yeah the edge dancer was a short story so yeah, he's got three of them out right now. They're, I, I wouldn't recommend them as a starting point for Brandon Sanderson or mm-hmm. fantasy in general because they're like 12 to 1400 pages each, but they're Oof. so good. <laughs> <laughs> it does not feel the length. It's like how mm. Endgame, it's three hours, but you don't notice it when you're watching the movie because yeah. it's top notch. The pacing is on point. These books you still feel like somehow, how did you manage to fit all this shit into this book? Yeah. Even though it's like huh. over a thousand pages. Yeah. It's like up there with um, the, what's the big thing that was on HBO, the game of Thrones. I read the first oh, yeah. one of that. I'd say I, they're definitely comparable. I think I prefer the, the stormlight archive though. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people, it's a surprising amount of people who don't read have gotten through those like thousand page fantasy novels. And I'm like, Oh wow. Must be pretty okay. Yeah. It's a good time. Honestly. Hmm. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. I'm not like, I've never been like big into fantasy. Mm-hmm. Like I read like the Hobbit and whatever. I still um, haven't done that actually. <laughs> you to. should. Yeah. I really, really should. Good. I've heard. Have you read the Lord of the Rings? I have not. Oh, okay. Cause that would be whack if you read the Lord of the Rings. The <laughs> Hobbit is is way easier to read than the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I, I don't really plan on reading the Lord of the Rings, even though I kind of want to. It it doesn't seem like it'd be worth the I time. I don't know. Yeah, I don't get how so many people have read it. Because it's have like they? A, I don't know. Like clearly, it was pretty popular for like the mm. movies and whatever. Um, that's fair. But yeah. like the Hobbit. Like, I would read that to, like, a 10-year-old. and I think I read it when I was, like, 11 or something. Probably. So, I think that's the target demographic, kind of, yeah. Yeah. But Lord of the Rings is, like, so long. <laughs> like, it's not It's not even... It's not long book-wise. It's just <laughs> long, like... They go into so much detail of this, like, imaginary yeah. stuff that you're like, yo. It just really drags, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I usually read, like mystical realism i guess you'd say can you describe that a little more i would mm, i'll just say the the books like okay. some of my favorite books are like siddhartha or um slaughterhouse five or uh i guess like yeah dystopian fiction slash mystical realism yeah like 100 years of solitude slaughterhouse five Siddhartha, like uh, the alchemist, the one by the Brazilian guy, not the other one. <laughs> um, where, where it's stuff that's like, it's fictional stories, and it it 
plays with like realistic stuff. For instance, um, at 100 years of solitude, apparently, I didn't know this, but apparently, like, pretty much came up with the mystical realism genre. Oh, okay. Oh, and also like IQ84 and a lot of Haruki Murakami's books, I would say, are mystical realism. Okay. Because it doesn't present itself as a fantasy; it presents itself as just a fictional book. Okay. Mm. Like it doesn't, yeah, no sci-fi or fantasy. Uh, but I'll, yeah, I'll use 100 Years of Solitude. Um, it, it's just like talking about how in Colombia, this town, it's a story of a town in Colombia um, mm-hmm. that for the most part, for most of the story, you're like, oh, this could totally be a real town. But there's just certain parts where it's like definitely not real, especially the end, but I'm not going to spoil that. Okay. Um, yeah. Like for instance, one part when the guy, one of the guys, uh, who's who's main in the story, um, dies, flowers just rain from the sky. But he describes it in such a way where it's like, you, it, he's not like. And then the most amazing thing happened: flowers started falling from the sky. It's oh, just okay. like he just says it like it, like as if that is like a normal thing that happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I find that interesting. I'll have a list of all these books in the show notes. Yeah. Some Amazon I think the, links. I think the one you yourself would like the most would probably be Slaughterhouse Five. Oh. It's a, what's that? It's a fictional story about an American uh in World War Two during the wait, is it World War The Bombing of Dresden. The firebombing of Dresden. Because that's the main centerpiece of the story. I believe it's World War Two. Yeah, World War Two. World War Two. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh. And it's uh. You'd think just from the if if I was to describe the storyline for the most part, it would just be like, oh, that's just a regular World War Two novel. Um. But uh, during this one point, he just gets like abducted by aliens. Okay. <laughs> like very briefly, and he also goes through life just like not literally linearly he just appears like sometimes he's like seven and then he like blinks and then he's like 25 hmm. Interesting. Uh, and then he lives his life as 25 and then he goes back to when he's like 16 and then he goes to when he's like 50 and hmm. yeah it's pretty cool yeah that does actually sound kind of neat on the hmm. weird aging thing you know what was the trippiest book that i've ever read Whoa. Is a uh, I think it's called Time's Arrow. Hmm. It uh, tells the story of a guy. Um, I believe he starts off somewhere in America, but the whole story is told backwards. Oh, so it, oh, oh, it's like um, what is it? That Benjamin movie. Button. No, no, no. The whole story is actually backwards in this movie. Oh, uh, it might be about the same thing. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Um. But yeah, so keep describing it. Yeah, what what else was there? But like the whole thing is told backwards. So even in conversations, the lines are going like from end to beginning. And I don't know like what to say about the plot so much that isn't spoilery, but it was just so trippy because I was my brain got used to interpreting something and then having to flip around for it to make sense so like i read a couple lines and then have it to flip around in my head and then i go okay this is what they're this is what they're saying this is the context the point of the conversation and then my brain just got used to that and i started trying to do that 
in real life when I wasn't reading the book. <laughs> so I was like, okay, but what's actually happening here? No, wait, this is real life. We're going in forwards. Yeah. <laughs> just for a few books. days after that. Yeah. It just really messed with my like that's, perception of the world. That's a mark of a good book. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. And the movie I'm thinking of is called Memento. I haven't actually seen it. I just know that its whole thing is um it just plays backwards. Uh <laughs> oh. So like the like the So if you just reround it, it would be forwards. I don't I don't know about that. Um Yeah, that I don't know. But I know that like the stuff it in the early the early minutes of the movie is actually the end of the plot arc and vice versa. The stuff in the Okay, so if you go through it the way it's supposed to be seen, like backwards, you're going from the beginning of the plot arc to the end, kind of? Yeah, like like in, in minute one of the movie is the actual wrapping up of the plot arc, and oh, in okay. minute like yeah, yeah. one hour 30 is uh, is setting the scene. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting concept. Hmm. Yeah, I, I mm-hmm. found that it, the book it, it really played with the idea of like what you know and what the character knows quite well mm-hmm. because everything was being like you said kind of wrapped up at the end but a lot of the intrigue and the surrounding it was what was going on what what well who is this person what was his life like what what has he done uh-huh. and then slowly you start to understand it because he never outright tells you what he's mm-hmm. been up to or what he did that sounds really similar to Memento, actually. It really does. Yeah. And that, what he's doing at the end, is he he's tracked down his wife's killer. Oh, okay. Or he's trying to track down his wife's killer. So it's definitely a different um, plot. Oh, okay. But yeah. So and then towards the beginning, you find out like how his wife died, why he's looking for her killer, like that sort of stuff. Yeah. Before we wrap up, um what we're talking about now i have a a very urgent public service announcement oh okay it is whack to shower with the lights off at night this is i thought i thought everyone knew this but one of my friends yesterday put on his instagram story a poll do y'all shower with the lights on or off and i'm like on (laughs) obviously does he do off well, he said like 120 people answered. Yeah. And maybe like 13 or 12 said off. And I'm like, okay. what? He didn't specify time of day though, right? So No, like I talked to him. I'm like, so I shower at night at like 10 p.m. If it's if I'm showering at like noon for whatever reason. Then and yeah, the sun's that's fine. fully up. Yeah, lights are off because I can see. But yeah. it's like 10 o'clock and you're showering, like 10 p.m. and you're showering. It's completely dark. Do you turn the lights off? And he's like, yes. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> yeah. What? Okay. Yeah, like, like I'm like, so it's like dark in your bathroom. And he's like, yes. And I'm like, what? <laughs> All right. Just too ashamed of himself to. I don't know, man. See, okay. Like, uh, like, I actually don't understand. Like, probably also because I was afraid of the dark as a kid. So that would actually have been my nightmare fair yeah that sounds awful yeah like imagine you're just you're washing your hair in the shower so your eyes are closed and you watched a horror movie like the day before (laughs) you'd be like the babadook's gonna get me (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah, that sounds awful. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, that blew my mind that there's people out there who shower with the lights off. That really does. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't understand why. Like, <laughs> to me, it's the same as like, hey, do you ever just like, go to the bathroom and need to take a shit but it's like 10 p.m so you just turn your lights off and so it's just super dark in your bathroom for no reason i mean yeah sure like i don't understand like wouldn't you like to see when you shower yeah that that would make sense i need to make a reddit poll (laughs) oh yeah i need to get the reddit up for this i think i've been a member for a month now so like if i just spend some time getting some karma I, I think I'll be some, able to to get some some random cake day posting or go on r slash PewDiePie and post some some drawing you made in like five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> that might actually work. Yeah. Karma, please. Please give. I need to make mm. subreddit for my podcast. Oh, yeah. I literally just say that and be like. Hi guys, um, my dog died yesterday, and all I want is to make a subreddit for my podcast. Please upvote this so I can get Karma to make a subreddit. They would downvote the shit out of that. <laughs> no, but that's why you say your dog died yesterday. True. So like, that might trick some people. Yeah. M sad. Please upvote. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I figure I'll just try and leave some decent comments on a few subreddits or something some hot takes yeah yeah exactly see how that goes need to carve out some time to use reddit which is a weird thing that i have to be productive with yeah find some pretty circle jerky subreddits that you can just comment on be like i agree yeah yeah oh possible (laughs) go on yeah just go on like uh i don't know any political subreddit and be like (laughs) yeah i agree I agree with you guys. Oof. Big oof right there. Yeah. State of I was actually going to gonna name something in particular, but then I decided I probably shouldn't. That's probably a good call. <laughs> so, you know, I agree with every politic. Fair. They're all good. Yeah, they're all, all good. good. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> no difference. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah. They're all statist monsters. Yeah, I know. Anarchy! <laughs> Uh, some people are going to think we're being serious. I can't tell if you are or not. 